Welcome to Spring Ridge Church Podcast. We hope that you will be blessed by the podcast today. If you would like to find out more information about our church, our website's www.springridgechurch.com. You can send an email to me, the pastor, Scott Phillips, at pastor at springridgechurch.com. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. Prayer requests, questions, desire for a Bible study, or you would like some information how to attend our church or another church of like precious faith. Thank you. Enjoy the podcast.
Philippians chapter 3, beginning with verse 13. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. Somebody say, forgetting, forgetting. And, reaching. and reaching. Verse 14, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us therefore as many as be perfect be thus minded, and if anything be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. Nevertheless, whereunto we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us mind the same thing. Amen. Everybody say forgetting, forgetting and reaching. And reach. Amen. Somebody say forgetting, forgetting and reaching. Amen. My title today is Anointing Next. Somebody say next. Next. Say anointing. Anointing. I want to anoint what is next. Can we give the Lord praise in the name of Jesus? Help us today. Speak to us today, we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. You can be seated. It's good to be here this morning. See your smiling faces. Glad to see all of you here today and all of those that are watching online. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Amen. It is our desire. Amen. That you would be blessed by what has taken place so far. I truly believe the Lord has given me a word more than just a message to preach, but I believe that if you can receive this and and the spirit that is wrapped up in it, I believe that there is unprecedented blessings available for you. Somebody say next. Next. The nature of the work of God is found in the principle of movement, forward movement, progression, one step at a time, one day at a time. Romans 1 and verse 17, the Bible says, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. For Abraham, it all started with an exodus from his history. And it ended with a, a revelation of covenant and promise. Isaiah chapter 28 and verse 9. Whom shall teach he knowledge? Verse 10. For precept must be upon precept. Precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line. Here a little and there a little. For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to his people. The way of God toward us is a work of restoration. Restoration is a process of renewing something that has been corrupted, wasted, and damaged by the environment. Over the past few months, I have seen uh, Brother Jason uh, as he shares pictures of a restoration project that he has been working on. He has a pretty old Ford truck, I'm guessing 60s, 70s, and uh, you can see how much effort has been made this past week. He shared where he had cut out a piece of rusted part of the panel, and he put in a new piece of metal and, and, and welded it around and then sanded it down and, and then uh, put a little bondo or whatever it's called over it and sanded. And, and, and to me, that is a picture of... Uh, of a labor of love, uh, I think he. I think he said he's 400 hours or 4,000 hours. I don't know many, how many hours, but hours and hours he spent, and it still looks like a 
uh, it still looks not looks rough. Just needs a coat of paint. Probably looks really close. It looks good, but but you can see how much effort has been made to bring a restoration of something that had, at one point looked really bad. And and no amount of money it seems like would be worth the time that he's invested. But he's invested in it not because. It's a good deal. It's because he believes and he sees in his mind that what is next for that truck is better than where he picked it up at. Somebody say next. Next. Amen. Sanding. Sanding. Hallelujah. Somebody say next. Next. Restoration often comes and snatches and stitches day by day. There's a process, and, and we are a part of that process. No doubt many of you have a testimony of where the Lord brought you from, and you can go back and see the moment when your life began to change and you began to pursue the work of God in your life. And, and, and if you're like me, which I believe we all are alike, uh, that process hasn't been instantaneous, but a day by day, a week by week, year by year, there has been a process where the Lord has, has taken things out of our heart and changed our mind on certain things and helped us overcome certain obstacles. And, and we stand here today because we have had many uh, crossroads where we had to choose. We are going to proceed to what is next. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 17 says, Now the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty. But we all with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the spirit of the Lord. It is the Spirit of the Lord that is calling us to next. It is the Spirit of the Lord that leads us to next. But sometimes it is hard for us to accept next because we are, are, are shackled and burdened down by the past of the previous, of what did not happen like we expected it to. There is a story, in fact, it is from this this story, the Lord began to speak to me last Sunday as I was in the prayer room. I did not have the responsibility of preaching, and so I was just back there in the back praying and meditating and talking to the Lord. And the Lord dropped this story in my mind, and, and it's from this, this text of Scripture that I feel like the Lord planted this word in my heart. And I have embraced it as a word to myself. And maybe I'm just preaching to myself today, but I don't believe that's the case. I believe the Lord has a next for everyone that can open their heart and their mind to say, sometimes you've got to quit worrying about what was and begin to reach for what will be. I want my next, and I want to do what I need to do to step into that day. The Bible tells us a story, a story when the people of, of Israel said, we want a king. And the Lord spoke to Samuel and said, I want you to go down. I want you to go see this man. He has a son. 
And the, the prophet went and found a young man by the name of Saul. Saul was a was a goodly man. The Bible says he was he was goodlier than any other. He was a special individual of that day. And, and the man of God went and anointed him to be king. Samuel went and anointed him to be king. The Bible tells us that from that anointing that day, Saul left the presence of Samuel. And Saul prophesied all day into the point there was a proverb that said, Is Saul among the prophets? And God used that man, Saul, and brought about a time of victory and, and a time of dominance and a time of blessing. There was something about the hand of God that was on Saul. He was a majestic and a royal. He was a mighty man who was respected, not just of the people of God, but the man of God loved Saul. I would say the man of God loved his sons. He, he saw the generations to come, and he knew this was the plan that God had for Israel. But a day came, a sad day came, that Saul came, Samuel came to Saul, and he reminded him, the Lord sent me to your house and caused me to anoint you. And he gave him directions, go with this anointing I, you had many years ago. I want you to take this anointing, keep it in your mind. When the Lord anointed you, when you were just chasing donkeys in the desert, I want you to go and I want you to do this certain thing. I want you to do it exactly like I tell you. The Bible shows us that he didn't do what the Lord told him. And from the mouth of the beginning of his anointing, he that had said, God will anoint you as king. That prophet, that man of God, looked at him and said, The Spirit of the Lord is, is withdrawn from you, and you will lose the throne. The Lord has rejected you. The Bible shows us that the man of God, Samuel, left the presence of Saul, and the Bible says that Samuel wept all night for Saul. If you read the scripture, it looks like he wept many nights, many days, many weeks, many months, weeping over Saul. And, and I, I, as a pastor and as a, a man of God myself, I know there have been times that I continue to believe the hand of God was not through with someone because I remembered when they repented. I remember teaching them Bible studies. I remember worshiping with them. And I believed that God was going to do something for them. And I believed that, that that spirit of prayerful desire of restoration for what was. I believe that was the spirit that rested on Samuel. Though he said the Lord had taken it, I, I believe the heart of the man of God says, Lord, have mercy, fully believing there would be mercy given. But a day came, we find it in 1 Samuel chapter 16 and verse 1, and the Lord said unto Samuel, how long wilt thou mourn for Saul? 
seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel. Fill thine horn with oil and go. I will send thee to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for have provided me a king among his sons. And I just imagine it was difficult for Samuel to hear that. But he had heard the words come out of his mouth. And the Lord came back and echoed those same words to him and said, You gotta get up from your morning. You gotta quit grieving over what it coulda, shoulda, might have been. And you gotta stand up and you gotta find a fresh vial of oil. And you gotta fill your horn with oil. Because just because things have not worked out like we expected them, I'm not done doing what I'm gonna do, even though someone didn't do what I wanted them to do. If you'll stand and fill your vial with oil, your horn with oil, and go to Jesse's house. I'm going to give you a chance to anoint what is going to happen next. Somebody say next. Amen. And so I could just see old Samuel. I, I don't guess he'd use that oil since. Not that oil. That was anointing oil for, for, for a special anointing. And so he, he, he like, like I did today, I could just see him getting that old horn out and uh, wiping the dust off of it. I took this one. It was about empty. And I poured it out. And I made room. We'll do this over the pulpit. So hopefully if I make a mess, it can be fixed. So he got the oil and he filled his horn with fresh oil. Hallelujah. Can we just pray right here? He filled his horn with fresh oil. Amen. I can just imagine as old Samuel began to transfer that oil from one vessel into the horn of oil where the anointing would carry be carried with him. He felt that old prophetic feeling and he took the horn of oil and I could just see him holding it and he wondered what is going to happen next? What is going to happen next? I, I don't know what's going to happen next, but I'm so glad there's a next. I'm not going to be left in the darkness of disappointment. I'm not going to hold on to, to, to the, 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 the dreams that never came to pass, but God Jesus, there is a next coming in my life. There is a new day that's coming my, my way. And, and I, what an amazing feeling that old Samuel must have felt, even though he was leaving behind disappointment. He was heading toward an exciting unknown. Somebody say next. Yes. So he goes to the house of Jesse. And uh, he tells Jesse, bring me your sons. And I guess his oldest and tallest and most handsome son, the one he was most proud of, probably the oldest because that's the way the progression was at that time. And, 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 and as this chosen one, Jesse brought uh, uh, Eliab, I believe it was, came and stood before Samuel, the Lord said, it's not him. He said, 
Don't judge with the sin of the eye. Mm -hmm. Somebody say, don't look at it and think that's it. Just because you think it's it don't mean it is it. Because we judge with the seeing of the eye. We're very connected to the way things appear to us. But the Lord said, what it looks like isn't what it will be. And so he said, okay, so one by one, Jesse brought his sons. One, two, three, four, five, six sons. Seven sons. And, and, and Samuel turned around and looked at Jesse, and he's like, thinking, I know i got a word from God. I didn't fill my horn with oil for nothing. I want to know, do you have another son? And Jesse's like, oh, well, I do. And, and this, this could be, I'm not saying this is accurate, but it could be. The Bible says David wrote of himself, I was born in sin and, and shaped in iniquity. And it could be that David was was born of a situation that maybe his father was not proud of because his, son, his father didn't even bring him forth when his sons were called. I don't know the details, but I just want to know his daddy forgot about him. When there was a day of opportunity, a day of honor, he left him out there tending sheep. But David came into the presence of the man of God, and he was just a lad. Somebody say blank slate. Say blank slate. He was a blank slate. Here David is. He had not slain a giant. He had not played a harp in the king's palace. He had not showed mercy when he had a chance to show judgment. He had not done many things that we respect David of. David was just a wee lad who had accomplished nothing of note to that point. But God said, don't judge with the seeing of the eye. Anoint him to be king. And the Bible says that, that Samuel anointed him. And the presence of the Lord never ceased to leave David from that day. And the prophet left, but the anointing stayed. The prophet left, but the anointing stayed. I want you to know today something I know you know. There is something that abides and resides when God has put an anointing on your life. Amen. When God's given you a prophetic word, amen, there's going to be some hard days. There are going to be some long nights. But I'm telling you, you got to hold on to that anointing God has put on your life because there may be some trouble ahead. But don't forget the anointing. Don't forget the anointing God has put on your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just a few days go by, the Bible tells us the next sequence in the scripture, though I think there may be an adjustment that could be considered. But the next thing that happens in scripture is that Saul, as the presence of the Lord was sent to David, an evil spirit was sent to Saul, and he was tormented. And someone said, let's see if we can find someone gifted at playing an instrument, and maybe you can find some peace. And it just so happened. I heard a saying I've heard lately is, I don't believe conspiracies, but there are no coincidences. And, and I, there's no coincidence that of all the young men out of all of Israel that could have been called, David was called and brought into the throne room of King Saul, tormented 
of an evil spirit. And that evil spirit began to torment Saul. And David began to play. I can just imagine he was playing some song that he had learned out in the middle of the field. Maybe it was before the anointing, but I suspect it was anointing that happened after. A song that happened after the anointing. And that anointed man began to play. And the Bible says that the evil spirit was driven from Saul. And y'all, you don't, you don't have to read the Bible a lot in this particular part of Scripture to see that what followed David's anointing wasn't pretty. David became one of the most hated men in all of the kingdom by the king. Even though he served as his armor bearer, the Bible says Saul loved him. That evil spirit, amen, that spirit of enmity, amen, it seems like it stirred up old King Saul and he wanted to kill what was next for the kingdom. And he did everything in his power. He drew his armies. He sent his mighty men. He did everything he could do to snuff out and stomp out what God had planned for next. Amen. But next, amen, can't be stopped. Amen. Next cannot be stopped. I'm telling you, you and I need to hold on to the power of God. Amen. The devil can't stop next. Amen. The enemy can't kill next. Amen. It may look like there's no hope, but if God be for you, who can be against you? Amen. I'm telling you, we just need to embrace what is next. Amen. We got to quit holding on to the past and the regrets of yesterday and just embrace it and anoint it. I am going to take my horn of oil that I have filled with fresh new oil. And by the grace of God, I'm going to anoint whatever God has next for me. It may not look like much. It may not have accomplished much yet. But in the name of Jesus Christ, I, by the word of God, am going to anoint and I'm going to accept what God has for us next. Amen. Can we give the Lord praise? Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, Jesus, today. Oh, God, I, I can honestly say I don't like 2020. I have not enjoyed hardly one minute of the things that I've had to deal with in this year. And I know there's been a lot of loss and pain and heartache and difficulty and just, just, just the whole mess. Oh, God, it seems like this year has been a waste of time. But in the name of Jesus Christ, I believe that what might have been, if, if it wasn't for the difficulty, amen, what you have before us is greater than what we thought could have been. Amen. I believe it's going to be greater than what could have been. Amen. I believe it's going to be greater than what could have been. In the name of Jesus, I embrace your plan and your purpose for us in this, this next this next. Amen. As I began to meditate upon this message. Amen. I really do. And I'm not one. We may have themes. and Some of them have been pretty good. I think 19 was pretty good. Jesus first. That was a good one. Amen. I may try that one again. <laughs> but I really do believe that, that the work of God is progressive. 
we, we go from faith to, to faith. We go from glory to glory. And I am truly persuaded that the Lord has something great in front of us. Amen. Amen. God really has prepared something for us that, that we couldn't prepare for ourselves. Amen. I'm going to close with this, 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 this last point. There's a familiar story about a young man in a time when the kingdom was under great oppression. It seemed like every time they would get a harvest, the enemy would come in there and would steal their harvest. I can just imagine how frustrating that would be, Brother Dwayne. Uh, they, 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 they plowed the field and they pulled the rocks out of the field and they went and took that precious seed and sowed it in the field and they waited as the rain fell. And I could see the old farmer going out there and see the little blades of grass, blades of plant began to push forth, whether it was corn or wheat or whatever the crop may be. And they would see it and they'd, they'd watch it come up and they'd watch it come up. And it's just right there at harvest time. And the enemies would come and just sweep through and, and steal the harvest. And it was in that season where the enemy was stealing that the, the Gideon was there beside the wine press, threshing a little wheat for a little flour so it could have a little bread. And the angel of the Lord came to him and said, Hey, thou mighty man of valor, this young man, he was afraid. He was, he was under the shadow of oppression. He was, he, was, he was hiding from the enemy. He's just trying to have a little bread to eat. An angel. Somebody say an angel. An angel. Somebody say an angel. An angel of the Lord came and said to him, Thou mighty man of valor. Gideon looks up. I can just see like shame. Are you being sarcastic? What are you talking about? I'm hungry. The enemy's raping our land, and you're calling me a mighty man of valor. And the Lord shows us through the interaction and the conversation of, of a man that hadn't done nothing yet. He hadn't fought a battle yet. He hadn't brought a victory yet. He was just trying to have a little bread. But God stepped on the scene of someone that was a blank slate. But God gave him a word and God used Gideon and changed his nature through an anointing of the word. And that word transformed him. And he stepped out and he cut down uh, 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 all the trees of his father. He went and took his, the holy cows of his father. And then he got a new name, Jerubbabel. He went from Gideon to Jerubbabel, which Jerubbabel means he that contended with Baal or with the devil, if you will. Everybody say next. Yes. Amen. Let's stand together. I truly believe that, that this, this is a word from God. Yes, I believe it's for me. I but I feel like it's for you. I feel like it's for the people here today and maybe some that may watch it in the days to come. God has a new next. God has a new opportunity. God has a new miracle season that he wants to bring about in your life. But I'm telling you, we got to quit worrying and weeping over what has been a disappointment to us in the past and recognize 
God's got Gideons, amen, that have not yet seen who they're going to be. God's got a David somewhere that his father don't even know where he's at. God's got something in front of us that is greater than what is behind us. And it doesn't matter what may transpire between the promise and the fulfillment. Amen. I've got an anointing from God. Amen. Somebody say, I got an anointing from God. I got an anointing from God. I got a horn of oil. Amen. That the Lord has used in my life in the past. Maybe it's up on, maybe it's up on the, 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 the fireplace. Maybe it's behind the picture or behind the plant. You hadn't pulled it down in a while. You pulled it down, the oil is either evaporated away or, or spoiled and no good anymore. And the word of the Lord is to you, arise, fill up your horn with oil, and prepare to anoint what is next. Can we just raise our hands and just talk to Jesus? Jesus, give me insight. Give me wisdom, Lord. Oh, God, I know there's heartbreak. There's disappointment. There's things we don't understand. We wonder why it didn't work out better. We wonder why some didn't do like they should. But, oh, God, I, I, my heart still breaks. I'm still sad. But, God, I'm not going to allow my regret and my, my pain of disappointment to stop me from rising and filling up my heart with oil and going to the place and receiving what is next. What is next? In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus.